0: You're listening to Represent, the QueerMusicals.com podcast. welcome to Represent, the QueerMusicals.com podcast. My name's James Lovelock and I am joined today by the glorious Ali Daniel and the fabulous Isaac Hesketh. We're going to talk all things to do with representation in theatre and musical theatre. So I'm just going to get Ali and Isaac to introduce themselves first, Uh, if you want to say a little bit maybe about some of the roles that you've played, what you do, all that kind of thing. So we will start with you, Ali. Hello everyone, my name is
1: Ali Daniel. Are you she, her? I'm a London-based musical theatre performer, singing teacher, extraordinaire diva queen
2: (laughs) Hi, I'm Isaac Hesketh. My pronouns are they, she, and I am also a trans non-binary musical theatre performer Soon to be screened, soon to be
1: Hollywood, yes. soon to be the moon. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's Can't hope say so. anything about that, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're going to be, I know, so I'm oh. going to be hinting. Oh, the entire time
0: (laughs) (laughs) amazing excellent news um so uh i've seen you both in rent and in legally blonde and i know that there's other shows as well that uh you've you've done separately it makes it sound like you're a double act like french and saunders perhaps
2: completely (laughs) i feel like we're going to be working together for throughout our careers
0: so
1: many jobs together because
2: we're the main trans
1: is yeah. <laughs> the it girls, tra-
2: girls uh, of the trans community. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> this is perfect. Yes. <laughs> so we maybe we'll start by talking a little bit about rent. Mm. Um, was that the first time you two worked together? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I think just at the end of.
1: Well, it was before all the um, the tier system and lockdown. So. Well, we mm. originally
2: met at the
1: auditions before we even went into lockdown. Yeah. Do you remember?
2: Okay. We met in the February. Okay, we well, we met in February. Rehearsed over November. No, we rehearsed in June. Our last night was the fifth of November. (laughs) Do you remember? It was bonfire night when we finished the show. (sighs) I promise you, it was. No,
1: I remember because of the fireworks. See, so we rehearsed in 2020. September. We met. (laughs) We met. We met in twenty (laughs) twenty, and I in the. I don't know if any of the listeners or if you yourself have seen Rent or seen the, the, the video Worded that was put out. we were sat next to each other at the back and just hit it off from there. Literally from the get-go. I was like baby stages of yeah. everything. And I was a white twink. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's I, not changed. I, be- yeah, well,
2: <laughs> okay. you're very that deep down in the soul.
1: <laughs> I'm, um, joking, I'm joking.
2: No, I hadn't even really begun.
1: No, I don't think... Well, we, yeah. So I feel like we started our. It was like my first public foray into the world mm. as an openly trans person that wasn't just like getting the bus in a mask and a heel.
2: Because I think you hadn't had you been out very long when we first met in the February.
1: You'd not been out I very wasn't. long. Of, oh, you went out. Oh, like not like out, 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 out. Yeah, mm, I was right. just like, oh my god, wearing clothes. <gasps> oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. I, think, I mean, I think I was, but I just think I didn't. Yeah, really, yeah.
0: I didn't really like know how to tell people. I remember
2: that. you, you, you had said you wanted to. Use you, she, hair? Yeah. Because I remember that.
0: Yeah. There was something quite um, amazing about the casting of Rent. Because I have mm. to admit, when I saw they were doing Rent again, I thought, oh, my God, do we really have to? And yeah. then I saw this production, and it completely changed the way that I see the musical. Yeah. And it's because it's <clears> the first time I've ever seen Rent done, and the ensemble in Rent were queer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, yeah. the story being about AIDS and yeah. being set where it's set, it should be obvious that that it's a queer community, but that is the very first time that I'd seen that. Was that something that was in the casting call for the um, for the productions?
2: No, but I remember. So the whole cast, in fact, ninety nine percent of the cast mm. were queer, off colour, or both. Yeah. So that I think it was the first time for me the show has been cast completely authentically. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I remember, I don't think you, uh, do you know if you, I don't know if you remember this, Luke Shepard said that the cast, the cast chose the cast. Luke Shepard, director. Yeah, Luke Shepard, director, extraordinaire. Um, He said that the cast chose themselves because we all just walked in and basically said, you need to give me this job. I love Um,
1: that. That's lovely. I remember him saying that about Kayla.
2: Yeah. I, I also feel like it's one of those shows as well where you need the balls to be able to go, this is my story to tell.
1: Yeah, I think as we, as we progress in society, I mean, this is a bit of what I said earlier, more and more queer people are started to be able to tell their own stories and enabled by other queer people to tell stories. Um, the more I think we look back and see really where there's opportunity for queer people to tell story in a truly beautiful and authentic way. Mm-hmm. Things like rent, things like um, sweet charity, <laughs> things that when you look back and you think oh my gosh this is so authentic and so beautiful mm. what's the com- what's the common denominator between these two things that are suddenly so touching and moving and make so much sense queer people yeah yeah um, 100% lots of that
2: happening also i feel and like really theatre is so different yeah of course because i feel like theatre is so different now in the sense that I feel like 10 years ago, everyone was searching for someone who was so easily moldable Mm. into many different Mm. things, which is why you got generic casts of people of all the same look, weight, height, because everyone was looking for people that could do a lot of different things with one certain type of look. Because I feel like now it's so, so theatre, so based in authenticity, Mm. that that no one's looking for someone who's
1: moldable anymore anymore they're looking for someone who's already the full package do you know what i mean yeah i think they they look for authenticity yeah and i think they try and find authenticity oh yeah sometimes it's missed yeah but i totally agree i think people really want the real deal now yeah or or if if they don't it's definitely going that way
0: it's so um it's so nice to see i mean particularly i mean i guess uh, as a as a gay person i've probably seen of, of all the people in the lgbtq community i've probably seen myself more particularly as a white gay person as well um but even even with something like rent i mean i was lucky isaac because i managed to i managed to get up there and see you play angel Oh yeah. which was, oh my gosh um, i am
1: so jealous i <laughs> don't even understand what i would have given
0: it, it was it was fabulous it was it was so lovely much. um but it's so important to see that role being yeah. played. I mean, I've spoken to various people who've played that role in the mm-hmm. past, all over the world, and it's just so important that that role is played by somebody that understands that is genderqueer
2: in in yeah. some way. Yeah, I that, use that term Gen- like
1: non-specifically, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, not as in someone that identifies. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. mean, like, is is other than this cis, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe that. It's taken us this long to get to that. Literally, are so we talk about like oh, as society progresses and we be, you know mm. become more inclusive, surely, surely. The the drag queen and like oh, what do, what do I call you? There's so much very yeah. obvious indication. Mm. And Jonathan Larson was of that world. He of was of he knew these people. Mm-hmm. So, is that was something
2: we spoke about a lot as well? I mean, more so for me the second time around, because mm. obviously I got into the character of Angel and um, f- figuring out. It, like is she a drag queen is she experiencing mm. her gender through drag is her drag actually her identifying as female is it is it less draggy than yeah then did you have the same experience would. with your drag yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent and for a while i thought it was just um i think that's why i found it so special to play the part as well yeah. because it, uh, one angel played a huge part in me realizing mm. i was ever queer because i remember watching the mu- the movie musical at 13 and being like mm. who is this character and then, yeah, same kind of thing with my drag is that it kind of went through the phases of me kind of experiencing like drag as the gateway to my femininity, mm. because I feel like- Girl, yeah, they, <laughs> don't we all do it? Because like, I feel like especially with musical theater when you're, when you're training, especially I feel like at the time we trained like the years, <sighs> yeah. it was very like, you have to be this and you yeah. have to be the man that you want to be. And like, I got told through my training, like you're great for Book of Mormon, but not really anything else look how that way, tell. but um <laughs> but yeah so i feel like experiencing drag was kind of my breakaway from like the het empty world and then i realized like oh that's actually just kind of who i am with a little less makeup on and yeah and thinner hips yeah <laughs>
0: for now <laughs> for now <laughs> it's it's amazing because we um I, i've been teaching for about eight years now i teach I, I have been teaching on a musical theater course um, but it's not a, it's more of an academic one. It's a university musical theatre course. Okay. So we have been talking about race, gender, sexuality, yeah, exactly. all of that sort of thing. Um, but in that time, the change in the way that we are able to think about things yeah. like voice, things like movement. And it's it's a change that's got to happen more quickly because yeah. um, of people you know, trans people, non-binary yeah, people, mm-hmm. because we, there needs to be. If there aren't roles that exist now, then they need to be created or they need to be adapted in a yeah. more consistent way. One
1: hundred percent. I can't agree more. I feel like there seems to be this disconnect between the people that have the power right now, um, in terms of casting, in terms of creating shows, and the people like us, mm-hmm. um, the 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 trans non-binary. You know, people that um, that are going up for these roles and saying, "Hey, I want to, I want to throw my hat in the ring to do this because I feel like I can really give, I can really do yeah. this." There seems to be a disconnect between people a thinking we can do it <laughs> in the original key with no <laughs> help. Don't <laughs> ba- the ba- amount of baby. times I've gotten
2: an audition and it's like, "Can you sing this in the original key?" And I'm like, "Oh no, sorry, I'll struggle." And then they'll reply like, "Oh well, it's in your vocal range." I'm like. Yeah, and I'll be screaming my
1: lungs off eight yeah. shows a week. Like, are you insane? Yeah, I will say. I think maybe you should use legally blonde's kind of knowledge to know that you can do yeah, that. Yeah, you 100%. can screech your tits off eight tits. Sorry, tits. I, got I was like tits. <laughs> tits. <laughs> you, <laughs> tits. Can, you can screech them off eight shows a week. Yeah, you can, you can do it. What do I want to do? No, it? exactly. I think like... that that disconnect is like, like not just like, can we do it, but um. If you are going to let us tell these stories You need to let us tell these stories In our authentic way Because way. Mm. it's so much easier to Like for instance
2: I use the song I Dreamed a Dream For no particular reason If I was to say I could probably scream that in the original key
1: mm. Yeah
2: Had it been taken down Would I act it better?
1: A hundred percent Absolutely Because I'm not thinking about Screaming my tits off No
0: yeah.
1: I think there's there's also a balance here Because I know trans people That are purists Yeah yeah um and uh which is understandable yeah so people that that can sing in ranges where if they've transitioned and they identify as a specific maybe more binary gender um where they if they can sing those things they want to sing those things because they've worked to be Mm. able to sing those things amazing and therefore i'm like yeah good for you but not not everyone is you and if you can do that amazing good for you i mean i i personally am quite i mean i guess lucky just only in where my voice is yeah. oh my God, 100%. so um i may have quite a, a resonant and deep mm. speaking voice but my singing voice is i think actually quite varied oh, but she goes up it's... There, <laughs> <laughs> but it's only but it's luck yeah and so often mm. we like, i don't have that
2: no. and I, I quite openly speak about that like i'm a high belter i don't have a soprano note in me mm. i genuinely don't no. and i'm not not a sop note in me but i don't really care to be honest and like i i use for instance like Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, yeah. I wouldn't have to take that material down by much to be able to sing it nicely in a place I enjoy. No, Ellen Green's an answer. Exactly. So like, I, that as an example, like, just let me do it. Yeah. Also, I've never really understood it anyway. Like, even for cis people, I'm like, if someone's perfect for the role, but they're struggling with that one note, just take the song down. I've never got yeah. it. I've just it's, never understood it.
1: That mindset, I think, of <laughs> um, uh, things have to be a certain way because this is the way that we've done them. Needs to be put in the bin for in, in, across the whole world. Across under every the whole world, like why? Why um, just
2: because we've done something for hundreds of years? Do we have to keep yeah, doing it?
1: Absolutely. l, l Morgan Lee. Uh,
0: yes. Put her, put her in <gasps>
1: everything, everything ever. Mm-hmm. Ladies, we worked at the Sweet Charity and.
0: Oh, amazing. Oh,
1: my. Phenomenal person, yeah. phenomenally talented, I, um, incredible singer, incredible actor,
2: a joke.
0: I interviewed Elle Morgan for the book that I'm writing oh, at did the moment. You? Um, and she talked about actually this thing about voices because Elle Morgan's voice does sit in, can sing. Um, I mean, she is a, a mezzo or an alto, but she can yeah. sing soprano. Used to be. But then why should everybody be expected to yeah, to yeah. sing things in the original key just because. It happens to fit for some people. Obviously if you've got El Morgan in playing a role, then that's great. Yeah. But you don't want to be writing roles for trans women yeah. that only El Morgan can sing. Yeah. Because yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean Little Shop of Horrors is a great example of that, yeah. I think, with MJ Rodriguez as yeah, well. Yeah, so I mean, they took it down for hair, there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and just, it
2: sounded incredible. Yeah. Like and oh, but also still I think sometimes people worry in quotation marks that if they take something down it won't sound feminine. Mm. I genuinely think Larger conversations yeah. We had around that uh, and yeah. the perception what? Of femininity Exactly yeah. 100% But like One What is femininity Two It will probably sound More feminine Because I'm not trying To screen my mm. tits yeah. off
1: Like I mean, We've worked with Jennifer White Yes, yes. The MD of Cabaret yes. yeah, yeah yeah Of course And she I recently did a workshop With her at the Donmar Clang And she Sorry I just dropped my name okay. um, <laughs> And There was music In the play That we were working on And she said she wanted me to sing in my authentic range, Mm. whatever that was, because I'm a trans woman and Mm. that is where I sing. So I am still a woman by singing there. Yeah, I feel like um, it costs creatives and producers, I'm going to say like 10 minutes of your time and energy to sit someone down, ask them, what they're comfortable with first of all just
2: ask what we need ask what they
1: need (laughs) it's it feels like really obvious and wild that that's not been done before um Mm. also i
2: think most people would agree that i'm not going to sit there and tell you that i want it taken down eight eight tones and that i want to sing it like as a bass baritone and have an easy life like i'm going to sing it where it the emotion for yeah. works for me. like I'm still if it's at the top of an alto's range, I'm going to give you the top of my range in the key that I give you. Like it's not we're not doing it to have an easy life. We're doing it to no. to be authentic.
0: yeah, it's in it would be interesting to think perhaps a little bit about legally blonde there as well, because mm. I feel like with the role of Margot, it's less about where the music fits for her- Margot as a soloist, but how it would how it works in terms of the trio. yeah, yeah that of course. Margot often sings in. How did that work for you in the um, in the show? So
2: what was nice is obviously because there's three part harmony. Mm-hmm. I was put um, on the bottom harmony, which was really nice, which is like quite an easy kind of altoy. Yeah, very line, very nice, very nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only situations were like the solo lines that sometimes sat like literally at the top of yeah. my range, which was fine. Really nice. Re- it just it's just it's, and like right like it even you is. who like goes into the rafters it's in such a belty twangy yeah.
1: place when i went on for I went margot and isaac came back i was like you are amazing for doing this eight shows a week yeah it is i mean i'm sure if you did my vocal track you'd be like oh my god hey, yeah, what? What? what the hell um i doubt da- well babe <laughs> <laughs>
2: she attempted and was like no i'm gonna go down
1: no. but yeah like no it's i feel like in general like why cis women don't need to sing that high anyway literally <laughs>
2: um it's just so twangy as yeah. well and like also like for instance i know my my i don't use i don't like to use the word trouble line but the line that i had to work hard on was the opening line of the show because yeah. one is the opening line of show so it has to be so that diction has to be co- correct and then also is at the top of my range it was the highest i sung in the show and i also need to try and make it sound somewhat com- conversational yeah Whereas it was like if Alice Fern goes on and sings The End of Me in the Sky as the opening line of the show. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So like, I know for instance, like West End Life, for example, (sighs) I was getting hate comments on the YouTube video and like, fair enough, say what you want. It's probably not the best best vocal in the world, but it's 20 past 11, bitch. Mm. Like give me a break. Grow up. I'm belting my tits off trying to fit a thousand words into a phrase, trying to sound like all these other cis women that I'm on stage with. Like... But
1: again, I I got it and I got cast in it. So like, you just got to take what it comes with. I think, I wish there had been a world in which either we'd had more or we'd been able to have more discussions around um, why you felt like you had to sound like the other cis women. Yeah. I mean, even though arguably I would say that the opening was great and Mm. I think you have that Mm. wonderful twang, like ping, lovely, start the show off in a good way. I think... It kind of go like in general. I think in the spaces that I think both of us move in, in the future, yeah. I think we're going to be really demanding for more open conversation Definitely. around yeah. how to make it more comfortable, not just for us but for everyone. And I mm. think um, it's a big thing for everyone. Oh God, Legally yeah. Blonde is a monster of it a for big show. thing for
2: Annalee Ashford. Never no, mind me, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, do you um, know what I mean? So I wish we'd had more time with Legally, and it was a time thing. It wasn't. Yes. Uh, um, I wish we'd have more time. To um, do slightly new orchestrations and like
1: mm. versions of things, and like I really wish pull l- things apart. I wish they'd let us do that. I remember there were yeah. conversations around like, oh well, we would maybe like to because they could have. Do you remember you used to joke with Hannah? Of course, they will propose yeah. about a. Uh, there yeah. you go, singing for a key free. change mm, about a key lovely. change. I don't see why there isn't. I mean, the writers loved the show. They came to see the show. I don't see why they couldn't have done yours in a key and then modulate. Up to Hannah, yeah, who played Serena, yeah, because um, that is
2: the whole. There's two verses at the start, right? Yeah. So like the key change would have worked, yeah. but then I'd have got hate comments
1: that like, I can't sing At the original key, yeah. and that uh, I mean you can't win, but yeah. exactly. But you know what I mean? It's like yeah, would've been would have been easier. I guess, I guess that's also a larger conversation about when you when you adapt things, how, how much do you, do you adapt it for the people? Yeah. I guess there mm. is always a balance. There's always a conversation about where do you draw the line about like okay, well this person can sing that, let's yeah. do that, and you did sing it. Mm and you didn't go off because your voice was exactly. you tired you went off because you were tired i was so ill yeah i had the biggest head cold in the world i couldn't produce a oh. peep i was like yeah. That's <laughs> my voice so they called me and they were like baby you okay i was like yeah they're like okay cuz i'm I like, not
2: go off today
0: <laughs> yeah. and then i didn't go off that day yeah. but i went off the day after <laughs> <Yeah>. i
1: was
2: <laughs> like <laughs> just for warning, i don't feel very well
0: yeah. But that that's it's fair enough though and it's also I think really important with the things we're talking about is that we are asking the question about can you sing yeah. in that range but there's also I think I mean from a I guess vocal perspective there's an ethical question of should you should I have to sing in that range if it's if it's right at the very extreme yeah. I mean mm. fortunately the I mean not fortunately because I would love it to have gone on forever and ever but the mm. run was quite us us was well. limited um but if that had been a long running show then there would need yeah, yeah. to be you know and it's one of the things that I think that those of us that are, or those people that are cis um, mm. uh, musical directors or vocal coaches or whatever it is that we need to be more aware of yeah. so that um, these things get sorted out right at the very beginning of the process. I mean, I think Absolutely. We were lucky. Yeah. my technique is,
2: not, yeah. not to big myself up, but like my technique is good because mm. like I wasn't belting
1: it. Like I was I was heavy no. mixing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, but like if I belted that every day, I'd have been yeah. shattered. I think it's a... Again, it's a larger question of, I think, not safeguarding, but really providing for the people that you're employing. So taking them aside to have conversations about what can we do to make your life easier in this? How can we support you within this? uh, Vocal coaching, weekly weekly vocal massages, Mm -hmm. um, physio, um, consultations, health check. I mean yeah. The, I don't know, it doesn't need to be all of those things, but it mm-hmm. needs to be I think some of them. Yes. So if this was a year's run in the West End, yeah. um, you would have to use your sick days and your holidays very wisely. Yeah. And hundred percent Major Cover would have to do the same. And Precisely. um they would have to ensure they're looking after you because that's mm-hmm. how that's how it works. Like people yeah. get vocally tired in the West End like it happens. Yeah. It's hard. So And also like be aware that maybe like
2: we treat the alphabet and like we treat, you know, like the six scales and stuff like mm-hmm. you're treated with care yeah. because you're singing at the top of your range and that's that's really appreciated and it's like trans people could be going into say an ensemble track and screaming at the top of their lungs because they feel like they have to and not treated with the same care because it's just an ensemble track. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's like uh, that was quotation marks just an ensemble track. Yeah, the literal backbone of, of the West End, um, but
1: like. But you're still screaming your tits mm. off. Yeah, my I I do think your <clears throat> your opening line was the hardest part you sang yeah. in the show. But again, this well, is that's where again, your whole track's no at. My whole, I, I, I hold my hands up. Was, I did not do that harmony. I do harmony for half that show. Oh my gosh, gay European. Mm. I can't, I, pfft, I Gee, at the end, we we need to look at uh, kind of like uh, pastoral care's the wrong word. Care mm. for body, mind, voice. Soul, I don't know, um, for all performers mm, yeah. and um, enabled them to do their best because mm. the, the companies that do do more of that have happier, better much, shows. much better shows and happier performers.
0: If you're interested in LGBTQ plus representation in musical theatre, check out our website www.queermusicals.com for lots more information about musicals with LGBTQ plus characters. I was going to ask you a little bit about the the um, this idea of, I guess perhaps a queer space the the idea was particularly with rent and legally blonde of there being so many lgbtq people involved in the production Mm -hmm. and how how that impacted or did that impact the productions at all or your experience of working with those people yes i Mm.
1: i cannot tell you what it means to be around people that are like you when dealing with issues big or small Mm. i think the thing that was, I think, magical about Legally Blonde, and I think is I think any person, any single cast or company member that you sit down and ask yeah. about that show will say that the the company, we managed to create this like, complete unified front together, I think because so many of us were from different marginalized communities mm. and identities that we oh I went very, identities, um, because we were from so many marginalized identities, we managed to Really look out for each other, yeah. look out for each other across the board, and I think having people that have a similar experience to you, or that have a, a marginalised experience that can relate to you and meet yeah. you in that yeah, from their that. different identity, it just means that you're he- we were held by each other yeah, through some really wild experiences. <laughs> mm. So, I think. It's just, it's it's paramount. It's, it's everything. You cannot just cast ever one queer person, please. Oh my God. No, they will.
2: <laughs> and there's a- and, Watch them. And also there's a big difference, I think, between being a gay, white,
0: cis-presenting man, presenting
2: man mm. and being queer. I personally think there is a, a different level of that. Mm. Being a gay, like, hetero-conforming person- that kind of can slip under the radar as queer does not have the same experience in this world as an overtly queer person Mm. and i having been in companies in the past where that is a, a difference between you and someone else you just have a different experience and they don't get things that maybe you get
1: absolutely i don't think what you're saying is controversial i think um Ultimately, I think having a multitude of different queer people enriches yeah. the experience mm. of everyone that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like it's very common for a lot of cis gay men to... I mean, cis gay men are traumatized and oppressed by the world that we're in. Oh, of course. And it's a very specific kind of um, enactment of that trauma when they get into queer spaces, I think. for for Again, mm. this is such a blanket statement. It's mm. not for all of them. But I know so many cis gay white men... That fall into so many traps because yeah. um, there's no intersectionality their... in any yeah. way. But also, it's—I mean, it's not their own fault. It's no. The, oh my god, no. Of course. Know, also, not really. It's just the they do of have a different a different
2: experience in queer yes. life as as we do. Like a a queer white cis man might not walk through the world and get as abused as much as mm. say we may on the street. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. a fact because you kind of blend in when you're just in like a t-shirt and jeans and and you've got the same haircut as everyone else, and you're not being clocked. You're being five shady. Five seconds. I'm being shady. <laughs> I'm being shady. But, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like, especially considering, like, um, as Pride Month's drawing to a close and stuff, like, I feel like people, <laughs> people do often. Uh, See ya. Bye, <laughs> <a> fags. <fact, laughs>
1: um, uh, yes. There, there, there is,
2: there is often, often people forget about, like, intersectionality yeah. and that, like, being queer doesn't, kind of sometimes remove your white privilege in any way. Ever. Ever. Um and I think sometimes people forget that. What was I saying? Very saw? much so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's- Even myself, babe. Are you crazy? I don't get abused half as much as as like non-binary and
1: trans people of colour uh, mm-hmm. do. No. Are you insane? But again, I think our marginalized identities allow us to connect and empathize with people in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um the more you enrich companies with yeah. uh racially um diverse um able-bodied and d- disabled mm-hmm. people like the more you enrich the companies the better everyone's experience is yeah. and the better the story is told the better just everything i think this the actual uh, world we, we live that. in yes like, like it's absolutely. so
2: important especially for doing a show like legally blonde where mm-hmm. you are showing off what is pretty much just you're showing off the world like you're in a school and a sorority so no not everyone's going to look the same do you know what i mean so like you need to reflect the world you live in and also do you remember on week four i said to you isn't it weird have you ever noticed that there is an like underlying like sisterhood between people of color and trans people
1: absolutely it's so weird no we i've i had that conversation with vanessa and with yeah nadine and like people and, and courtney and it's like the the first people to hold each other up yeah. are women and non-binary people of colour and trans people. Yeah. So crazy. Again, I think about empathizing with our, our marginalized experiences. Yeah, 100%. Like yeah. completely different experiences in very similar ways.
0: I find it quite difficult to to kind of think about where I fit. I mean, I use the term gay person at the moment yeah, just yeah. because I'm not entirely sure how I feel and where mm. I fit. And But the reason that I... St- struggle with that is because I've seen people like you on stage and it's opened something up for me Mm -hmm. where I think Mm -hmm. I don't have to always be in what in binary camps and I think one of the really important things even in companies where there are a lot of um white cis gay men which there often are yeah I really hope that they are able to learn and to think about what is different about the companies, yeah. even if they, you know, and I am somebody that has definitely behaved like a complete tit of, yeah, over yeah, various yeah. things, you know, plenty of mistakes, all sorts of occasions, as a teacher, as a performer, whatever it is. And right. I, I think one of the most important things to recognize is the importance of having people like you and 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 casts like the cast of Legally Blonde and the cast of Rent changing the way that other people think about things even if it doesn't feel even if you don't notice it immediately I think it's I think it's such an important thing and definitely you know Legally Blonde um because it was so different to the original production started to make all sorts of people think oh well if we can do it with Legally Blonde what if we do it here what if we do it you know, we in these other so, shows. Yeah. Great. Thank yeah. you for those kind words. Yeah, I that's like really
1: sweet. It's so, it's so deeply touching to have people have their experience of the world and of themselves grow because people like us exist in spaces in an accessible way for them to see. I think that's something I'm still processing after Legally yeah. Blonde is the effect that this cast and Courtney have had that woman and Vanessa and Nadine and just all these people have um and Michael all these Mm people the effect that these people have um
2: had on people I've had uh, yeah Mm -hmm. I think because I don't know about you I never see myself as like uh I I often I'm sure you do as well Get called like a trailblazer for like queer theatre and like no which which I'm like I'm I'm very grateful for that and it's it's a lovely it's a lovely thing to mm. be called and and like to, to for people to think I'm changing history is like insane, but like I don't know about you but I'm literally just trying to be me and have a and, still, and still do what I want like I'm not trying to I'm not active I mean I I am like kind of actively trying to do that now but when I first started out and I was like just trying to be me like I
1: was literally just trying to live authentically and and. Yeah. do the job that i love like that's what's beautiful about it though is you just trying to be authentic inspires other people yeah. to also be authentic but is, and inspires, you, is, is to, that not
2: mad to you still it's Insane. i feel it's
1: ridiculous mm. i i have oh we've both been the first ever something yeah Insane. and i i i have a love-hate relationship with it lovely cool i'm the first ever whatever don't let i don't be the last i i can't believe that i'm that's so i feel it's so sad yeah so so late on like oh god i'm a big believer in because everyone's been there the
2: aids epidemic set obviously set queer rights back 30 years Mm -hmm. everything that was about to happen for the queer community and that should have happened within the next 10 20 years has now happened 50 50 years Mm -hmm. later Mm -hmm. is that not insane coming on for the reagan's yeah well yeah coming on to that like Mm. it's just such a shame i feel like that and also so many like so many older people in our community like you speak to like working on the drag scene and stuff like you speak mm. to older queens who's obviously obviously like friends and it was like it was their generation that went through it and they lost so many friends and stuff and and sometimes people you speak to them and they're like you're you're talking to them about like their friends and stuff and and then all of a sudden they they go like oh yeah yeah like these are my friends from the time and they don't have many Left and you're like, oh, uh, and you actually deep it, and you're like, oh god, it's it's because everyone passed away, Mm -hmm. so there was no one to actually fight that fight in the older generations, and there's no one to pass down that knowledge, and there was no one for things to move quicker with. If that makes sense, I'm sorry, I'm not very good at wording things. No, you,
0: that is, but like, yeah,
2: because the knowledge, I feel like the knowledge wasn't passed down, and and things went. We didn't have that older generation, not my generation, mm. probably, but the the generation above me, which was the generation below the generation That's that went through yeah, the age my yeah, 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 yeah. it's is like they didn't have the older queer generation to show them the way and to and to uplift them. Mm. So I feel like we were set back so far. So like it's such a shame yeah. when we're the first because you think the first should have happened in like the two thousands. Should have happened Twenty years ago, I
1: absolutely I see what you mean. But it didn't because of that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think it's also very. I mean, the oppression of women and and of course, yeah. I, I think specifically comes into play when we talk about this. And it's I feel like what so often gets left out of that conversation is the queer women and women in general who looked after oh God, all yeah. the people during the AIDS yeah, epidemic, definitely, and who because of the oppression of women across the uh, Western world and the world in general, but their stories aren't told, their worlds aren't even brought into or thought into. They were the ones that held us
2: up, queer women. And like, so. But I feel like they're often forgotten about. Mm. Still do. Still (laughs) Still Still do. do. Amen. And it's just like the actual backbone, babe. Yeah, she's pointing to herself.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, because queer women hold me up
2: and I'm a queer woman. Yeah, exactly. I know how many people I hold up, so we, it's... 100 percent. always have done always will do and i just feel like they're often forgotten about and and things like pose and stuff have been great in the sense of of, Mm. of they've shown that like the the act up movement yeah like look how influential pose has been
0: Mm. insane
2: it's whether you like it or not it has been influential yeah. Yeah. and it has educated so many people
1: me included on things that i didn't know happened at yeah. the time yeah well i'm a member of the ballroom and verging community in london mm. amazing so to see the stories told the right way in such mm. a beautiful i was i've cried every i'm sure everyone cried every, every episode is amazing um but look at what um, casting the right way and letting these people tell their stories can do. Yeah. Ballroom voguing was on the BET awards. What the hell? Ballroom is like subversive, underground, underground pure yeah. expression for queer people of color. And it was on, and it was on the be- and it was on TV. That blows my mind. It's amazing. Insane. Look what it was literally the illegal at do. one point.
2: Like, <laughs> but it's true though, isn't it? It's like crazy when you think like things like that would be raided and everyone would be arrested
0: or sent home. And now it's on television. Magic. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you're enjoying it, don't forget to subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast service. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at Queer Musicals or you can follow me at Dr. James Lovelock. I think the, one of the things that we're talking about here is that that I've been thinking about a lot in terms of the book that I'm writing is that there are a lot fewer stories about queer women. Yeah. Um, and the stories that we're talking about here, there are so many stories that could be told I gotcha. and stories that could be told, whether it's through musical theatre or theatre or television or film, whatever it is, and i was going to ask you cuz i people often ask the question what is your dream role in musical theater mm. and i think that question's fine but the answer that i most often get when i'm talking to queer people is well my dream role hasn't been written yet yeah, literally my answer <laughs> so thinking about perhaps what sort of literally. what sort of stories could we be telling that would be that would that would i guess mm. bring queer women more to the forefront i think you uh
1: need to First of all, commission uh, queer writers to to do those yeah. stories. If you if we want more of those things, that's what we need to do. We need to yeah. invest in them. We need to give them opportunities, and give them space, specifically queer queer women of color. Yeah. Um, I know writers like Travis Alabanza,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, Tabby Lamb. Yep,
2: um,
1: they are queer people writing queer stories, yeah. and I they're trans, trans people writing trans stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm doing one of the Edinburgh Fringe this summer. Yes, <laughs> I saw. Yes. Excellent. Sorry. I oh, sorry. It. I just oh, dropped it. In. All these names. <laughs> um, we need more queer people commissioned mm. to do those yeah. jobs. And to do that, um, that's why people need to be like, okay, this is cool and will make me money, even though I think it won't. Yeah. Have some money to write this amazing thing. Um, I wanna see sapphic musicals. Yeah. The prom. More of the prom. Yeah. I mean, the prom is one example, which is not great for me, but like I'm sure there I'm sure there are more. But I really I'm like, come on. There's so many amazing stories in the world. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh I can think I could write one, do it. Do it. it. Yeah, Please, absolutely. oh my god, I'll do, be, it. I'll do the
2: workshop. Yeah, babe. Hey, I fully will. My my thing is I want and I'm I'm so grateful for queer stories that are told by queer people are about queer experiences but i feel like they're often so sad mm. and i'm yes. i'm happy with playing sad but the three weeks i did as angel i was so depressed it's because a lot i cried my eyes out and died every every yeah. night eight yeah. shows a week and it's like I, i'm very grateful for them and i would love even more of them mm. to be written but like can we just do queer stories that just happen to be queer people that aren't necessarily about like yeah well, emotional
1: trauma this is again a
2: really good yeah, time to talk about it actually Happy is. Meal yeah. so
1: Happy Meal is the play by Tabby Lamb that I'm doing at the Edinburgh Fringe this summer and then we're going on tour for weeks which road, I'm very road, excited trip. About. <laughs> road trip road trip road <laughs> trip um, and it is a, it's a trans rom-com it's not about trauma it's just funny it's fun yeah. and it's beautiful and um and I'm in it so if you're at the Edinburgh Fringe this summer come and see Happy Meal at the Traverse um, or if you are in Coventry, York, Plymouth, Oxford, come and see the show because I will be there, it's baby. shows that are about trans joy mm. need more need just more airtime and more space because there is so much trans joy. Mm-hmm. We are joyful. We when we go and we run around and we frolic, we're not crying and talking about. Babe, I'm a massive laugh. Yeah, you are. Very rarely really
2: cry. Apart from the last show, Legally Blonde. Oh my God, you were me a mess. But like, yeah, like there's so much no, joy I, to be I told. I hear you on the,
1: on the, on the queer Not trauma. that
2: I don't want queer tra- traumatic stories to be told because I feel like they will always need to be told. Mm. But like like things like, for instance, like, I don't know, like If Then or something. Like imagine a queer version of If Then. Or Stunning. like like just like nice stories that they're just are just a fun and like happen to be about life. I'll mm. write one. Yeah. I'll do Please it. Please do. Maybe <laughs>
0: die. Yeah. There's actually quite a few. I mean, this, is, this sounds like me shamelessly promoting my website but one of the things i've tried to do with Queermusicals.com is to put a list of musicals that exist and particularly i didn't i wasn't too comfortable doing this but i have got a list of these are musicals that have trans and non-binary characters these are musicals that have um black queer people these musicals with asian queer people whatever it is there's actually more um more musicals that exist than people might know about so really? there's yeah, yeah there's there's quite I mean I've just I've just come back from seeing the musical Interstate um in Los Angeles Gosh. um which is uh, about a, a trans man and a queer woman on a road trip um uh, when they were doing their they were a band and it's it's and mm-hmm. how they influenced queer queer people That's there's there's so many there's Unicorn which was um Aiton Eaton Kent did yeah, quite yeah. recently Um, here which is uh, another story which is really joyful but is has a trans woman right at the center of it um and one of the things i'm really keen to do is to try and really sort of promote those those things that that exist already and then think about how do we help those shows to move on to the next level and Mm. as, as you say how do we also encourage people to write um write new things um, and from new things, particularly from new perspectives as well, I think.
1: Yeah. How do, I mean, how do, I mean, we know how we do that. It's by um, opening up space and giving them funding and providing adequate resources for training and education at the ground level um, for those people. So before they even get to um, wanting to write anything, they've had writing camps from school um, Mm -hmm. where there is a space for, Trans um, and queer people of color, and where mm-hmm. there's like uh, support groups for trans kids, yeah. where there are um, summer schools, where there are weekend courses, where, you know, really investing mm-hmm. in education are so much along the line, which is why when people say we couldn't find anyone, I'm right. like, you're lying. Oh, for first, of all, you're, first of all, you're lying. Second of all, did you? It, okay, so you you if you truly can't find anyone, because sometimes that. I get it. Everyone's working Sometimes you do Three audition days And everyone's busy mm. Yes uh, If then I would say Donate to a school uh, babe. <laughs> Is that, is that yeah. a bit I mean maybe that's A bit too radical of me I mean you know It's not too radical Too radical for them Of me mm. um, I don't get when people Say we couldn't find anyone Though because like
2: Babe you have Instagram mm. Yes I'm here I'm not working Like, But babe truly though Like just throw Throw a couple of people A message You may have done auditions And like no one's turned up To the auditions Or like Or you've struggled but like just message a few people. If you asked me, we literally have a trans Twitter group chat. Like yeah. if you asked me if you need a trans person in a show and then you tell me you couldn't find someone, I could have found just eight people in five minutes. Yeah. So it's like,
0: yeah. yeah. There's also the um True Voices Company as well, or I think they I think they were they've called maybe Trans Voices Cabaret before. Um mm-hmm. but Harrison Knights has done yeah, quite yeah. a lot of work um with people. I know specifically with Bring It On when that was yeah, when yeah. that was cast there was a lot of work done there to try yeah. and find the right person for that role. Mm-hmm. And it is, and and with the, actually with the musical I've just spoken about interstate, they, the writers themselves ended up finding and in the initial run anyway, ended up finding the, uh, the characters that the, the actors they needed because they were told, well, we can't find anybody. Yeah. So the writers went out and found the people by going mm. to drama schools and colleges yeah. and that sort of thing. And I think now there are a lot more, it feels like there are a lot more people out there more visibly because we've started the ball rolling. Mm, 100%. So yeah, mm. there shouldn't be an excuse. I
2: also feel like, and I feel like we actually got onto, the, onto this quite well. God, that was the worst English sentence in the world. <laughs> we started to do this after lockdown. Mm. Is I feel like auditions are never and have never been very accessible Like Mm. I, for instance, when I was first starting out and stuff and I just, just graduated, I couldn't afford to take a whole day off my bar job to go and do like a 14, well not 14 hour, but like six hour audition day Mm. at Pineapple. Like it's insane. Like if you're looking for a specific kind of people, just let them tape. I've never understood Mm. it. Like I I personally don't understand why first rounds aren't always taped
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: because you have cut your workload down by 50 percent, you've not wasted my time and my day like i just feel like if more people taped it makes auditions so much more accessible and then you'd have less of the i couldn't find anyone because you've got yes hundreds more tapes to sort through that's a job <laughs> but, but like you're literally getting paid <laughs> to do it so like i just feel like it, it it leads to better casting i think if
1: we let people tape first rounds. I think there's a conversation to be had across the industry about accessibility yeah. mm. um, not just in like accessibility to auditions but also for disabled people mm-hmm. in, in auditions in general. Yeah. Um, Babe I know
2: rooms that people haven't been able to get into Yeah, well mm. literally have not physically been able to get into cause it's so they've so just wheelchair no access and they've turned up and been like I can't
1: get into the building I'm about to attend an audition for, how do you expect me to attend the audition? I really think accessibility but again that, that also ties into a lot of what we've been saying yeah. oh, it's really imperative that people are allowed into these spaces because when you include us it, it only makes things better yeah um, i'm incredible <laughs> <laughs> you are <laughs> i love you that are. word by the way imperative imperative mm, I love imper- it. <laughs> such a good word <laughs> um yeah same with like writing finding new people um Having a laugh. all of it mm. just everything let people it's in literally just take the Extra five minutes Out of your day To be like Okay I'm gonna sit down And see what this person needs Yeah Even in in an audition room Especially in an audition room Oh my god Mm.
2: Especially in an audition room But I'm also really A big believer in I mean some people May not like this But I'm a big believer in You own that Five ten minutes You're in the room for Mm -hmm. And I feel like A lot of people Coming out of drama school Like you, you walk in And you be really polite And like you're careful and you're like blah 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 i've never been that person i've been like this is my five ten minutes it's not your five mm. ten minutes
1: you're here all day mm. so like you're quite good at that though yeah. as a person you are quite yeah, good at exactly um <laughs> i was gonna say stumbling into a space and just being so authentic yeah i, think I always have a, been to be honest yeah no I was, you have i remember when i was really young
2: like yeah I, I i'm not a person that can like hide anything in my yeah. face or really in my voice, like everything I'm thinking just comes out of my mouth. Um, yeah. It's true. It so like, even for Legally Blonde, I remember I walked in and was like, hi, I can sing all the verses and oh my God, you guys up the octave, but I will not be singing the chorus up the octave. And they, and Lucy was like, great. And I feel like so many people were, I know loads of people that auditioned because literally the whole, the whole industry was in for the job. Mm. Um, Every quick. And lesson. there was a quick call. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and I remember people being like, "I can't sing this all up the octave." And in my head, I was like, "Don't then. Mm. Like, just go yeah. in and say what you can do." And yeah. I feel like that needs to be taught so much more in drama schools that mm. you can only go in and do what you can do. And if you've been given the material and you can't do the material, for instance, Moulin Rouge. I was I've been in Moul- been for Moulin Rouge every time. I don't really know anyone that can sing that baby doll material mm. as well as it needs to be sung. Mm. And every single time I've got in and be like, right, I'm about to screw my tits off. It's not going to sound nice. Here we go. So it's like, even if you can't do something in Rune, own it and just say, look, I can't do that. Can I change it? I think my first time I went in for Moulin Rouge, I sang like, a rift all over it and didn't sing any of the tune. And <laughs> I still got recalled. <laughs> so it's like, you? but then, yeah, that's just me. <laughs> making choices. But yeah, like, I feel like mo- more needs to be taught that like, you, you own that time. So mm. you do what you can with it. And also if you can't do something, just say you can't do it. It's not that deep.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot you know of work I mean? to be done in, in yeah. drama schools in the way that again it goes back to this thing about not doing the thing that we've done for thousands of years yeah. <laughs> you know the the industry is changing it's changing so quickly which is a great thing and sometimes the danger is those of us in education don't react to it quickly enough yeah. and i think it's really important i mean there was when i first started researching for the book that i'm currently working on which was about five years ago because i'm a very slow writer um that's <laughs> no, your time but i remember yeah I'm another saying. five years will be there sometime yeah, yeah, yeah. um but i remember interviewing somebody and they said that they had been told by a tutor where well, they'd done this thing where they'd practiced doing just going in and saying their name for the start of an audition and they'd been told that they were too gay that they sounded too gay but when they said their name And to me, that is something that is so archaic. And if somebody does, if a casting director or a director does have a problem with that, then you probably don't want to work for them.
2: Literally. (laughs) I've always said
1: this. If you have a problem... I don't want to work with you. I couldn't give a shit. Um, In September, I start teaching singing technique. She's going to be the best singing teacher that's ever worked in the building. And I do feel like, apart from providing great singing teaching to a certain number of students, I also feel like... um, it's a real opportunity for the general faculty ha- having a trans person on their faculty um, it really it really shifts things and i think we we get so much of that archaic old bullshit of you sound too gay yeah. you're too this you're too that yes i am enjoy it bask in it come with me come with me on the journey of being too much what are you and, scared of yeah <laughs> um, be that. so I feel like, I, I mean, we've, I, I know we've had so much of that, I've, I've of the, of that attitude. And mm. I feel like being in that faculty is going to give me an opportunity to, percent. Sp- I don't know, stop that. Maybe just mm. by being there.
2: Also, Airdang has always been a very, and I say this, and I say this openly, and I know they won't mind me saying this. It's always been, I think, possibly the most progressive drama school in terms of like, number of students of color mm-hmm. number of students allowed and mm. uh, being allowed to embrace the queerness and there were still times even at erdang when there were a lot of queer students that i was like oh i don't think that should have really just been said or oh that i probably could have been handled a bit nicer or oh that was a little bit racist like do you know what i mean mm. and it's like and that's one of the more progressive schools so you think about other schools where you're like oh my god i can't imagine I
1: it i trained uh, quite a while ago i guess um, but also, there's, there's, we've come a long way. Got a long way. We've come a long way. Still got a long way to go, of yeah. course. Airdang is really on the way, though.
2: Like, yeah. Have you, have you met Lucy Banfield yet? No. Lucy Banfield is head of vocational training at the Airdang Academy, and we had this massive conversation. Uh, so Lucy taught me dra- jazz when I was mm, at she college. taught me drag. <laughs> she taught me drag. She taught me drag. She's my drag mother. Uh, she taught me jazz when I was at college, and we never really got to know each other on a personal level. Obviously, student teacher dynamic whatever you never really do and i went back recently to teach acting through song as a guest teacher and we had a conversation about like you know like trans well-being and like um, students of color and like how the how the school has progressed and stuff and she she told me about like all the changes and stuff and like there's like a well-being society now what the hell like and she's so she's so um on the forefront of understanding that students well-being leads to better performance Mm. which is just insane that people don't don't and have never understood that like do you know what i I mean like when when you give students like a 10 minute dinner break in a in an eight hour day of course it's not going to lead to high performance Mm. when you've got four jazz lessons, a singing lesson, an acting lesson, and a ballet lesson in that day. Like, she's just so on it with the sense of, like, even, even like, with having the faculty represent the students. Like, she was aware that there were no trans people teaching some kids that were trans. And she was like, that's insane to me because if I'd gone to a school where there were no people of color teaching me i would feel completely alienated and mm. feel like no one was representing me so she was like it's so important that we reflect not only the world but also the students that come to the school
0: absolutely
2: so i feel like again like you say being on the faculty and like having guest teachers like me for instance like it's yeah. it's so it's so helpful and transformative yeah Tran- transformative, transformative. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I'm I'm interested to uh, to know about your plans for the future, really. And what I know there's you can't be too specific with some of these, <laughs> but um, what sort of things do you see yourself doing over the next couple of years or so? Do you want to start? Oh gosh. Well,
1: okay. So obviously I'm doing I'm doing Happy Meal at the Traverse mm-hmm. Theatre at the Edinburgh Fringe uh, over summer and. There's a secret project that is going to happen at some point. But hmm. if it doesn't happen, um, I want to be Nancy. I know <gasps> all of us come coming to town. I don't want to be Nancy. Oh my God, i don't know who... Kill. I know. You or Adele, it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's some... I mean, there's I things happening. And I do feel like with, the, with the, the scope of things that are happening, I think there's much more opportunity for... Um, for... We're in trans people, I, it's, t- it's time to have some trans people in leading roles in the West End. Yeah, it is time. It, mm. like, I, can't, I can't stress this enough. And not just with things like Jagged Little Pill that were like written ambiguously, but mm. need to be cast as trans people. Yeah. Yeah. Rent's coming to the West End.
0: Oh, amazing. We don't
1: know if that's us yeah. or not. Almost certainly not. We- <laughs> Almost,
2: <laughs> certainly, Almost not certainly not what? No, I, Almost I do, certainly not No, no
1: will be. I, th- I feel like rent is a vehicle for mm. a lot of people. I think, yeah. for, I mean, I know for me, uh mm. leaving that show to do something else, but then also having Carl yeah. uh, come, come do that and show to, yeah, to have made a space for another trans woman to incredible. Do that role is amazing. I want that to keep happening. Yeah, yeah. 100%. They're like The next generation of trans performers come and be on someone in that role because, 100%. I don't know, I'll be doing Nancy. whatever. I'll be, I'll be Nancy. Nancy, be, I let's know. put it out there. I do you think Lance is a very interesting character for trial. Ali Daniel, mm. babe, a
2: hundred percent. Are you mad? I know. Isaac
1: is doing something really exciting. <gasps> I'm
2: doing a TV series on Disney Plus. Oh, amazing! Congratulations. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to say that much, yeah. But I'm not allowed to say anything else. No, that's else. fine. Um, it's my first TV gig. I've never done TV before. I'm shitting myself. You're gonna have such a good time. Mm. I'm just, I'm just. I'm just excited, I feel like it's so much mm. fun and it's it seems like a really cool project. So I'm really yes. excited for it, it's really fucking cool. Other than that, I, again, want new stories to be written. Yeah. I want that Jamie 2023 UK whatever tour. <laughs> um, I wanna play Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Just cause I love that show so much mm. and Somewhere That's Green is the song that booked me, Legally Blonde alongside part in the usa uh, alongside part in the usa yeah and i want to keep doing more tv because i i'm i always believe that everyone should be an actor first mm. so for me tv is really fun and also tv is the most accessible form of seeing yourself media. yeah media there we go mm. but like seeing yourself represented is easiest to see yourself represented on tv so i'm i'm excited to to um represent people i
1: can't wait to watch it um, thank, thank you, you so much, much thank um, you thank you for having us it's been so nice to be here and just to connect with Isaac and again after because Legally Bond just, uh, for those of you listening Legally Bond is is the body's still warm oh babe
2: mm. uh, I'm, I'm still crying yeah
1: so being able to just see my sis like this is just divine and just to talk about this and you're mm. lovely so thank you so much oh, for thank having you. us it's been a dream thank you and
0: thank you everyone who's listening and I'll see you yeah. next time bye yeah, bye Next week on RepresenthequeMusicals.com podcast, we're joined by Tariq Jarrett and Elanda Moore.
1: Still, even now, I still feel like I don't
0: specifically know who I am, I don't I don't think anyone ever really does. I think you're constantly it's a just journey. trying to journey and you're just constantly yeah. trying to work out who you are. We get to do that on stage in front of lots of people, <laughs> which some would say is crazy, but um, I enjoy a lot. This episode will come out on Friday the 12th of August. See you there.